Hey everyone, this is the Hopecast from Hope Church RVA. I'm Rachel Dawson, and I am part of the communications team here at Hope. I'm joined today by our discipleship pastor, Dan Yoon. We are here to have a conversation about common questions in life and faith in under 30 minutes. So today we are going to talk about this idea of the gift of with, which is a phrase that I honestly hadn't heard before. But Dan, as we were kind of preparing for this episode, you shared this term, and I would love for you to explain a little bit about what the gift of with is for you and why it might matter in our lives. Yeah. Thanks to everyone listening. And this phrase, the gift of with, is actually new to me as well. Okay. In fact, prior to maybe two days ago, I'd never heard of it or even used it. But here's a little bit of context. Um, Right now, it is currently in the month of October. Mm -hmm. um, And in terms of work and ministry life and even home life with our family, there's a lot going on Mm -hmm. and much of it is good, right? So school is in full effect. We've got our six-year-old daughter who has started kindergarten And the fall typically represents a lot of movement, a lot of new things starting, uh, sports, school, um, even life here uh, at Hope Church. There's a lot of different opportunities. And so that's cool. But uh, maybe uh, as a result of all of that, you've got to also then be on the move a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I bet a lot of our listeners can um, resonate with that. Uh, you're going to and from a lot of different places uh, in a single day. And so if I look at my calendar, it's just packed out. October's got a lot of different opportunities, a lot of appointments. And it's like, man, there's so much going on. Mm. Um, And then, of course, life happens um, sometimes in the challenging challenging forms that life takes. And so I just was recently informed that my uncle passed away over the weekend. Um, and then, yeah, it's, it's all good. Uh, the Lord's got it and things like that get layered on to an already complex way of life. Yeah. It's hard. And so I find myself, um, just not being fully engaged and present just because of the sheer amount of things happening that Mm. I am aware of, um, either that needs to happen today, this week, next week, et cetera. I just get lost in it. And sometimes everything feels foggy. Everything feels so bland and even hard. And I feel alone. I'm not going to lie. Um, it's like, wow, I feel alone in what I have to do. Um, and even sometimes the the hardship that I'm experiencing. So that's the backdrop. Even in the past few days, though, um, I've had other people who have kindly asked me uh, genuinely to share how I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So they'll say, hey, Dan, how are you? And I'll say, yeah, I'm pretty good. And then they'll look at me, smile and say, no, really, how mm-hmm. is Dan? And that brings a smile to my face and I say, okay, let's go there. And so I'll share about um, different responsibilities, different things that I've got going on. And in those moments, I um, realize that there's a lightness that I experience in my mm-hmm. spirit, uh, my heart. Like the, the, the mere fact that someone has taken their time um, to hear and ask about how I'm doing with a level of genuine care and concern, I don't feel alone anymore. And so whether that conversation lasts three minutes 30 minutes, um, I walk away feeling like, man, that, that, that was good for me. Mm-hmm. This has happened a few times um, over the last few days. And that's when this phrase popped up. Wow. These people that I've had um, these interactions with have given me the gift of with. So they haven't solved anything. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, I've got folks in my life who aren't just problem solvers. Um, and they just want to listen. They, they ask me, how can I pray for you? Man, that sounds hard. Like, hey, I'm for you. You can do this. 
And in those moments, I don't feel as alone. Mm-hmm. And so whether it's my wife, whether it's my friend, my coworkers, um, I look around and, and, and see that I have been blessed. I've been gifted with, with, mm-hmm. um, I'm not alone. So that's where that phrase uh, popped up from. It's beautiful. I think even as we as a church and a team um, find opportunities in this season, there's groups launching, there's classes launching, there's all these opportunities for us to be with one another. I'm just struck by the way that that feels kind of like an integral part of the fabric of what it means to be a believer and to be part of the body of Christ is that we get to do this with each other and with one another. And there's all these opportunities we have to take that step into a group, whether it is you know a small group or it is a bigger class or even just to come be with believers in a Sunday service. But I also am thinking about the idea that there's a little bit of risk involved in that. And you kind of have to choose to... Um, enter into that, even with you, you know, you could say to the friend, Oh, I'm pretty good. I'm Mm, good. And they ask again, and there's a little bit of a risk involved in really choosing to be with them and to kind of go there with people, whether it's through vulnerability or it's through sharing, or it's just taking a step to, you know, physically go to an event or something. Um, but there's kind of a, a part of it that you have to step out of your own self to choose to engage with other people. Mm. Um, what would you say to the people who might feel like, I don't know how to be with other people well, or I don't know if it's worth it to do that. Mm. It's a risk. Um, and unfortunately I can't guarantee that having these, um, opportunities will lead to something positive, Mm. um, or that there'll be people in your life that you can immediately identify as, yeah, that person's safe. Mm -hmm. I can't guarantee that, but I will say, uh, it being a risk, um, once you acknowledge that it is risky, um, there's also a lot of benefit that could come from that. Mm -hmm. And usually, um, well, it's my hope that for all of us, you can identify at least one person that you feel like would be willing to hear. And again, they don't have to be problem solvers. They don't have to be experts, um, but just somebody who is a good listener. So maybe that's where you start. If there's somebody who you've observed, um, maybe not in your immediate close circles, but someone who has either been known as a good listener or it's that person that people like to pour their heart out to, that's maybe a good um, place to start. Hmm. Um, And then for others of us, like if you've got friends, um, you know, knowing that being vulnerable takes a level of courage. Oh man, I don't know. It's just kind of like jumping into the deep end. Um, I would encourage you to pray and just ask the Lord to guide that time. But other than that, it's kind of one of those things that I haven't found. Hey, this is, this is a great three-step process um, to, to be vulnerable. Um, acknowledge that it's risk, find those who might be good listeners and just jump in. And so I don't know, even for you, Rachel, if you've had, um, people, uh, either close, um, or just, I don't know, just different people in your life who have been that for you, like Mm -hmm. either uh, dependent on what season of life you're in. So maybe you're in a different context, whether it's school, college, work, et cetera, or family, um, who have been some of those kinds of people. Uh, What does that look like for you? I think for me, as we're talking about this, those people are coming to mind and I'm being reminded that it doesn't take some um, incredible person necessarily to be that for you, but it's often in the little things and the showing up and the being present with that really is the most meaningful. Um, I can think of a friend who I did meet in college and she was a roommate of mine then and has stayed friends ever since. And every week she knows I go to my therapy appointment. It's usually kind of, it can be an emotional or challenging time. And she always calls me after she just, we have a standing kind of 
phone date and every single Wednesday evening she calls. And it's just one of those, um, we don't live in the same city anymore. I don't see her as often, but I know that she is with me in that. And mm. she just cares enough to check in. And she knows me well enough to know when I'm kind of bluffing or trying to, you know, mm. brush things aside. And she's willing to like the people you were mentioning earlier, kind of ask those deeper questions and really kind of stay with me in that. And that's been really meaningful and it doesn't take much. I think it's not terribly hard to pick up a phone and call a friend, but it's been really meaningful to me that she just continues to be faithful in that. Um, I think about our team here at the church and the ways that we um, get to work together. We spend time every week in prayer in these little kind of smaller circles. And sometimes it's it, it's challenging and it's scary to kind of have people who are wanting to ask how you're doing on a deeper level. But I've yeah. really found that when I am willing to kind of take that risk and engage in those spaces that um, I'm encouraged by just knowing that people are with me in it. Um, yeah. It sounds like on one hand, kind of just like, really, that's all it kind of takes. But mm. there's just something really powerful about knowing you're not alone in something. Um, I even can think about times in scripture where um, I believe it was Moses had to you know, hold his hands up or whatever. And it was his arm got tired and fatigued. I don't really remember the full context of the story, but yeah. people came alongside him to help hold his hands up and to keep him able to do this work that God had called him to do. And yeah. there's just something about having people in your life who are willing to come alongside you and kind of be strength for you when you can't be, or to celebrate with you when the things are great and amazing. It's it's both sides of the coin, the mm. the joys and the triumphs and the victories and also the hardships, having people with you in that um, is really impactful. Yeah. I um, am thinking about just the difference that having someone else in the mix can um, create. So for instance, I'm thinking about um, the book of Genesis. And I think we talked about this general scene um, in a previous podcast, but um, this angle is, um, you know, in the very beginning, there was a creator, God, and he creates creation. Uh, and I'm thinking about humankind, so man and woman. Um, and yet in that picture, there is an antagonist, an mm -hmm. opposition to God, mm -hmm. uh, the serpent, Satan, right? And what was it that the antagonist, this enemy of God was trying to do? We can basically summarize it as trying to create separation between creator and in creation. In other mm. words, the goal was to separate, to take two parties that were once united and create fracture and division so that one party, in this case, humanity was found alone as a result of their actions. Mm -hmm. And so it's almost like the greatest, <clears throat> excuse me, the greatest pain that we can experience is when we are literally by ourselves. Um, or even not literally, if we feel alone, uh, I think that pain, um, if we continue to perceive and experience being alone for a long period of time or mm. longer periods of time, that feels like torture, I think. Um, because yes, I believe that goes against how we were created. Well, it's like why solitary confinement is one of the worst yep. kind of punishments or Absolutely. imprisonments. It's very, very painful and hard to be alone. And so maybe the remedy is the withness, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think now into the context of the, the New Testament, um, where Jesus, the Son of God, comes to bring reconciliation, mm -hmm. to reconnect the two parties that were separated, um, bringing creator and creation back together again. Um, and then elsewhere in the New Testament, we see that as children of God, we have been also given this ministry or this work or this call to also then reconcile the rest of the world, um, linking arms, one, in, uh, one arm in another uh, through God's love. Mm -hmm. And so um, I share that to say, you know, um, even if I'm having the most crappy of days and I'm sitting on the side of a curb and maybe I'm bawling my eyes out. And if someone else, whether I know them or not, chose to come alongside me, 
and just to be with me, um, that pain that was meant to be so devastating, right? Thinking back to Genesis, um, that was supposed to be it. Like I'm kicked to the curb, maybe literally, but having someone else there to be with me um, with a heart posture that says, man, I, I want so much to um, have you experience goodness. That witness is a gift. So even in the darkest of moments, there's an opportunity to experience light and life um, so that it doesn't feel as dark or total in its loss or in its pain. I don't know where this thought came into my mind. I don't know if it was on a Hallmark card or if it's in (laughs) scripture or what, but there's this thought in my mind of the fact that being together with somebody else halves your pain and doubles your joy. Mm. I don't Mm. know where that came from um, or how accurate that even really is, but there's something to be said for something hurts. It feels like it does. It hurts less if somebody's with you in it and there's somebody to celebrate something with you. It's twice as good and maybe Mm. half as bad. Um, And I think that's an interesting um, thought. I'm also struck by the, this picture of almost like a a puzzle in my mind of Mm. um, we on our own are kind of these puzzle pieces, right? And we could be beautiful. We could have something really, you know, cool looking on our own and there's value in that. That's great. But how much better it is. And it's part of the entire puzzle and all those pieces kind of get put together. And anybody who does a puzzle is known, right? Sometimes you have to try it in a lot of different places, figure out if it fits. Um, It's not always the first thing you try. It's going to be the thing that works. I've you know, think about community and even as a believer in different church communities, small group communities, they're not always the perfect fit. I don't always find my best lifelong friends in every class I've taken or Sunday school service I've attended, but mm. the more I keep trying and seeing what fits, seeing what works, I, f- I figure out my way. I figure out my people. I find those mm. connections along the way. And over time, I figure out where I can kind of lock into place and find my place in the body of Christ and ultimately start to see all the other kind of pieces fall into place around me and this beautiful kind of Mm. puzzle emerges. I don't know. Um, There's just something to be said for kind of continuing to take that risk, to take that effort. Maybe even whether you're the one sitting on the curb crying or being the one who sees that and chooses to engage Mm. with those people. Um, It doesn't always feel easy and we don't always know how to do that well. But I think there's something just to be said for the presence um, and being together that really... um, is the value in that. Yeah. Even coming around full circle, I'm thinking about now this month of October that is before me, um, that might be before all of us. And, you know, we could get lost in the shuffle Mm -hmm. and maybe there's a temptation, um, to whatever degree this is real or not, but to be more focused on our aloneness, Mm. um, than kind of keeping our eyes and hearts open to see opportunities to be with either as the one that um, kind of sends out a signal to receive help or um, to be one who uh, can observe a cry of help from someone else. If all of us, I'm thinking, are just so concerned about looking at our agendas, oh, this is my appointment at this time that leads into this at you know such and such time and day, then we just get lost. And mm-hmm. then we feel alone as a result of having to you know commit and stick to all of that. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe throughout all of the the busyness, um, it's an opportunity for us to invite others in um, with whatever risk that might be associated. And even to your point of yeah, having other people um, or you being the one to respond to the needs of others. Yeah, it's beautiful. I think there really feels like an invitation in this to um, to step out, to step out of self, maybe try to take a step out in faith, um, to choose to be with other people, um, to choose to have those conversations, ask those deeper questions, um, engage in those spaces where we choose to kind of link arms with other people and be together in it. Um, 
I, I'm feeling kind of the pull in my own heart to figure out how to do that better do that more. Um, I think as somebody maybe who's introverted and I live alone, there's a tendency in a lot of, um, my life to kind of veer toward being alone more often. And I think people can probably relate to that. Or maybe you have a lot of people around in your life and your family and you really wish you could be alone more. Mm -hmm. But I think even if you're surrounded by people, you can still feel that sense of loneliness. But even in those places to look for opportunities where the Lord might be opening doors to find connection and find community and find those people who can be strength when you um, might need some or be those friends to celebrate with you when you're in those seasons too, I think is a really um, a beautiful invitation and one that we would do well to heed. Yeah. One maybe last thought for me is um, if you are one who wants to, I don't know, I guess, take the risk mm-hmm. to share, what might be encouraging is to uh, be reminded of the truth that what you've experienced um, is not utterly unique to the human experience. Mm-hmm. In other words, there have been times where I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm probably the only one that feels this way. What's wrong with me? Mm-hmm. But mm, about mm, 100% of the time, that's not true. In other words, there's <laughs> got to be, there have been other people who are going through some things, um, maybe not verbatim, but very similar in nature, right. so that it's not like something to be ashamed of. Mm-hmm. Um, so knowing that you're not alone in that uh, that others are very likely to have also felt that inadequacy. Um, yeah, it, it's just something that encourages you to, to maybe open up a little bit more. And then, oh, this last thing popped up in my <laughs> head just now. But oftentimes, um, or sometimes when I pray uh, in group contexts, I'll often pray this. I'll thank God for all the good things that he's poured into us, how mm. we're uniquely wired, our gifts and our strengths. And sometimes I will pray uh, thanking God for our shortcomings, mm-hmm. for our inadequacies. And at first, even when I prayed it, it was weird. But then I thought about it, I was like, whoa, Holy Spirit, that might be you because as humans, we are finite. Um, and just like the human body, all of our different body parts can't do everything. Um, what we cannot do, someone else can. Mm-hmm. And I think our inadequacies, our shortcomings, our actual invitations and opportunities for other people, like you said, to be that other puzzle piece to help click in, to fit, to help support that we might enjoy life together uh, more than trying to do this on our own. Because doing it on our own, like we are literally finite as humans. Um, So maybe it's the case that our inadequacies are actually gifts of God that lead us to places of wholeness with others. Hmm. I'm even struck as we wrap this up that as we are moving into the fall and then into the season of Advent, um, that when we read about Jesus coming into the earth and being born, they it is said that his name is Emmanuel, God with us. So even um, our as our strengths and our shortcomings might be gifts from God, God himself is a gift to us and mm. in, in his withness with us. Yes. Um, and that's just a beautiful thought as we enter into the season where the word Emmanuel will come up more. May that be maybe a reminder that um, if nothing else, the Lord is always with you and always for you. Yeah. Well, thank you all so much for listening today. We invite you to subscribe to the Hopecast in your favorite podcast app and maybe share this episode with a friend that you want to discuss it with if you found it encouraging. If you want to learn more about Hope and who we are, you can find us at hopechurchrva.com.